This is Jen from Grace for Single Parents, where your parenting and God's grace collide. Okay, today on the show, I have Pastor Pitts on the show with me today. I'm so excited to have you on to talk to us about forgiveness. Yes. Would you take a minute to tell us a little bit about who you are? Well, I'll start off by saying I am a woman of many hats. I work for social services. I am a police chaplain for the Millville Police Department. I am a lead chaplain for the Memorial High School and most recently staff chaplain for New Jersey Department of Correction. Many things. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And so you also have, you wrote a book, is that right? About forgiveness? That is correct. Uh, The book is entitled, Let It Go For Your Sake, Forgive. And I thought that that would just be a perfect thing to have you on today to talk a little bit about. Does it chronicle your story? Well, there's many stories that are within the book, but the book is not that I preach get over it, but it's to help you to process what forgiveness is and what it is not. It is a workbook. So there are critical thinking exercises in it. There are self-reflection exercises in it as well. I think you say that your story or what happened is you were rejected so often and you felt like you never fit in. And so that helped you turn to God during that time. How was that process that um, not fitting in? And then how did, was it that you turned to God? I mean, where did you find God during that time? Because I think that, you know, so many of us feel that we don't fit in. Well, as a child, I always was like this unique child. So I never kind of like fit in per se. And it wasn't that I was some eccentric child or anything. I just believed that God set me apart at a young age. I'm a fourth generation preacher. So what I always tell people, I was basically practically near born at the altar. So when, you know, going to school, they were calling me church girl. And actually they were calling me Pastor Pitts back then, even in grade school. So it's ironic how things become full circle that what they were teasing me about, that that's what I eventually became. Mm -hmm. A lot of it between even the times of being, you know, picked on, being ostracized, excuse me, in school, I was molested at the ages of seven, 11, and 14. And so with, with all of that going on in my life as a child, I also dealt with suicidal ideation as well. And so um, what ends up happening, I was supposed to go to counseling, which I did go to counseling, but the counselor never really address the root of the problem in regards to my suicide, suicidal ideation. And so that's where I really began to turn to God because it's like, okay, if this counselor is not helping me, God, you're going to have, have to help me through this process. And through that process, I end up really exercising self-acceptance, really accepting Alicia for who she for who she is and really liking me for who who I am. And that's what helped me to move forward in in that process. So along the way, did you have like spiritual mentors or mothers that you turned to that helped you turn to God? And I mean, how did you make that leap that you knew that, okay, I'm not finding what I need through counseling and that 
you know, my, my identity really isn't found here and that I need to find my identity through God. In the beginning, I can honestly say um, I didn't have anyone to help me. It was kind of like I was hashing out my own demons with God. And then eventually I began to run into um, like spiritual mothers, mentors, um, people that I, I admired that helped me along with that process, you know, encouraging me letting me know, you know, oh, you're a beautiful person, you know, because when we're dealing with self-acceptance, we're not only talking about mental, emotional, and social, but we're also talking about physical acceptance as well. So I like one of the things that you said is you felt like the Lord spoke to you and said, it is not meant for people to understand you. Know that I understand and have chosen you. Yes. A lot of times we we will try to look for other people to validate us. But if you never find that validation, what are you going to do? So, it, it, so then it has to, again, go back to really accepting yourself. Um, always give two different types of definitions. And here are the two definitions. One is character, one is reputation. Character is who you are. Reputation is what people say or think about you. and Everything people say and think about you is not necessarily the truth. That is their opinion. Their opinion does not mark as truth. But your character, that's who you genuinely are. And so when you really know who you are, and the truth of the matter is only you really know who you are, and dependent upon how you've been carrying your life out, then you don't have to worry about your reputation, per se, about what people say or think about you. But the most important thing is really being that citizen in the world that could bring something to the table to make the world a better place. Mm. And that, that, that's the more uh, important thing. They kind of tell you like, you know, like dealing with integrity, integrity is, integrity is doing the right thing when no one is looking, whether someone is looking or, or not, you continue to do the right thing because you can't go wrong doing the right. Thing. What do you do? Like, it can be a constant battle, right? I mean, often we're going along well for quite a while and then we have to continue to remind ourselves of that and remind ourselves where our identity is, mm-hmm. where it comes from. And yes, how do you stay grounded in that? I mean, it's not like we've, we figure out that, okay, my, we we're comfortable where our identity is and then we're forever good with that, right? It's like a constant coming back to it. Absolutely. And, and the truth of the matter is we should be always evolving. We should always be working on ourselves to, to better ourselves. And so how I stay grounded in that, me being a Christian is through the Bible, through God's word. I say who God says I am. You know, there's a scripture that says we are more than conquerors. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. So these are scriptures that when, if I ever get into that place where it feels like, you know, I have low self-esteem, then I begin to basically decree and declare what God's word says, who I am. And by me decreeing and declaring it out loud, I would say anything that you decree and declare out loud. If you say it out loud long enough, you'll begin to believe what you hear your mouth say. Mm. I think that that so many women deal with, you know, where our identity is. And that's just such a big one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. How did you go about the process of forgiveness? Because you had some, a lot of forgiveness 
<laughs> to deal with. Um, yes. So especially when you didn't, weren't able to, it sounds like, um, deal with that through counseling, which I think a lot of us, whatever forgiveness we do have to mm -hmm. deal with, we are, we depend on our counselor to help us through that. So how were you able to get where you are now? Oh God, because in myself, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. And what I realized some, especially, and I have to come from the perspective of me being, being a Christian, but people can only take you, but so far, because guess what? We're human beings. Every one person doesn't have all the answers. And so I just feel as though with this particular counsel, guidance counselor, maybe they didn't have the answers. Maybe they really didn't know how to help me. And so them helping me was, okay, let's talk about school. Let's talk about how you're feeling today, but never really uh, addressing those issues. And so with that being said, as you stated, I've had so many things happen to me. So it's, it's kind of like God said, okay, who better to talk about forgiveness than someone who has already been through that process. And the, the truth of the matter is, is what I tell people is that there are some people, their makeup, they can easily forgive, whereas other people's makeup, they may not be able to easily forgive. And the prime example I'll always use is if someone, if they wear their emotions on their sleeve, if they are easily angered, they are the ones, a lot of times they have a hard time letting it go. They have a hard time letting it go. And I think for me, my makeup is that I can easily forgive. It's something that God has put in me that I'm able to easily do it. Now, what I will tell people is forgiveness is a process and it is hard, but it is possible. But forgiveness is also, I assume, it's more for us than for the other person, right? Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's a saying that says, when you are not willing to forgive is like drinking deadly po poison, expecting someone else to die. Mm -hmm. And so what, what do you see that happens? Or, or maybe I don't know how long you went without being able to forgive. What do you see that happens to those who, who carry that for so long and aren't able to forgive or perhaps think that, that they're doing, you know, they're, they're punishing the other person by not forgiving. Well, here's two things I tell people. The other person ain't, and I have to say it this way for people to get it. The other person ain't thinking about you. They ain't studying you. They sleeping at night. And you, you ever been, you could be somewhere and you see that the offender and all of a sudden, you know, you get begin to be, to get emotionally discombobulated because, oh, this person who offended you is in the room. And now it's almost kind of as if because of their presence, they've knocked you off your square. But that person ain't thinking about you. They're sleeping at night. And so that's why it is for your sake that you let it go because the other person is not thinking about you. And sometimes we don't, some people don't even know that they have offended us. And then the other thing is, is a lot of times the reason why people can't let it go is because we are stuck with the way we feel. And so that's why forgiveness has to be a choice. It can't be based on feelings because if that's the case, we would never forgive because we are stuck with the way we feel. Is there anything else you wanted to say, especially to an audience of single moms? Yes. Um, 
and even we're still on the topic of forgiveness. I am a parent of one. I have a daughter. She is currently 27 years old. And there was a situation that arise within our relationship that I had to exercise forgiveness as well as her exercise forgiveness. And what I realized is, especially when you are dealing with children, sometimes, especially depending on what age they, they are, children are not able to really grasp certain things. They may, they, they may have an idea, like different, the things that happened to me, like when I was molested at 7, 11, and 14, it didn't really grasp in my mind what really actually happened to me. Yes, I knew what happened to me was wrong, but the magnitude of what had happened to me did not be was not revealed until I I, be, I became of age to really know what really happened to me. Mm. And so, as being a single mother, even now with an adult child, one thing is for certain: you never stop being a parent. I don't care how old your child is; you will never stop being a parent. And so, it is our job as parents to raise our children the best way we know how to with the ability that we have and then trusting the fact that whatever we've instilled in in them even if they stray away from it that they will eventually come back to it and we have to look at our own selves you know we were children once and i think sometimes we forget what it was like to be a child and especially in this day and time what we went through as a child, our children have so much more to go through in this day and age, um, different vices and stuff that they have to go through now. So it's really important, I would say, as a single parent, especially when you have young children, you have children that are in school, is really exercise listening to understand. Listening to understand. That way your children, they will be more prompt to come and talk to you. But if they feel as though they're coming to talk to you and you're not listening to them, guess what? They're going to go somewhere else. They're going to they're going to get advice somewhere else. So that would be the thing that I would I would definitely leave with single mothers is really listening listening to understand. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we listen to respond. Mm, now, true. if I'm talking to you and you already have you are already conjuring up in your mind what you're going to say next, then you're really not listening. Mm -hmm. When you really listen to understand, then you're able to give the proper response. You ever talk to someone and then they cut you off and you'll be like, wait a minute, that's not what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Right. So it's that same premise that you really want to listen to understand so that you're able to give your child the proper response that you're able to give them the proper response so that's one of the things that i would definitely say and 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 share with your children your experiences not that you have to go into so much intricate detail but your children need to know that you are you are able to they basically empathize with them see where they are coming from and again that will help you when your children go through different things they may face certain decisions, they will be more prompt to come speak to you than speaking to their friends or to a complete stranger because they feel as though, okay, mom, 
I believe mom or dad can relate to me. So that's what I would say in regards to the single mothers. Really make yourself available to really listen, to understand um, the things that your children are trying to convey to you. Great. Thank you. And where can listeners find you? Um, I am all over social media, um, but I will send you to my website, aliciapitts.com. There is a free ebook that you can get from my website and it's dealing with learning how to apologize. So you can grab that right from the, the website. You can grab my book also from the website, Let It Go For Your Sake, Forgive. Thank you so much for your time. Join over 4,000 other single moms and grab your single mom survivor pack today. Whether you're a new single mom, been one for a long time or not, I've got some resources to keep you covered. So go to the show notes and get your single mom survival pack today for free.